This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, teaching you each episode about holistic retirement planning. Welcome once again to the Retire Happy Podcast. Walter Storholt here with John Amarino, San Diego's premier holistic retirement advisor. And if you have questions, we hope to have some answers for you on today's show. We're going to be talking about coronavirus and the fallout, the economic implications, and how it might affect you from a personal standpoint and your financial planning. Uh, we were supposed to be, we had this lovely show we had already recorded, and we're planning to talk about the SECURE Act on today's program. But uh, John, we had to scrap those plans in light of uh, quite the big news that has been rolling around our country for the past three or four weeks or so. Uh, how are you faring? How are you doing out there in uh, in California and San Diego. Yes, Walter, can you hear me? I can. There's a Can you hear me okay? There's Walter? a long delay. Do I need to re-record? Although I could hear you breathing in the background, so <laughs> No, I just want to make sure as I am producing my half of the show deep in the valleys of the Hin bunker in a hidden location that mind you has plenty of toilet paper. Oh my goodness. Oh, the pandemic. Did were you one of the ones in the store making the run on toilet paper or you must have prepped long ago if you're in your hidden bunker? <laughs> no, no, I'm in my office. We're doing <laughs> we're doing just fine. I, you know, I I've been trying to get toilet paper. My wife finally found some online, uh, not because I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Uh, I I just I need toilet paper. I got four right. people in our family. Yeah. You don't so, you don't need 18 Yeah. 18 packages of it, but, you know, a couple. Yeah. <laughs> and all the bottled water too. I I have filtered water. I mean, I do have bottled water at home, but yeah, I don't I think we're going to have water shut off water anytime filter, soon, so. right? Yeah, yeah. That that one. So that one seemed like a waste yeah, of the resources. coronavirus. What's that? That one seemed like a waste of resources to uh, to be worrying about there. So you know, like you're still going to get water at the tap. I think. Yeah, yeah. Teach their own. Teach their own. Too funny. But uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll push back the Secure Act. I'm sure the Secure Act's not really on a lot of people's mind right now. And, you know, I guess the coronavirus is a timely topic. As a matter of fact, can we name this show Coronavirus March Madness? I think we can Since do that. Since there is that. no March Madness anymore? I'm guessing we are pretty much uh, all coronavirus talk on today's show. We are. We are. March Madness is upon us, right? People are sick. So let's talk coronavirus. Well, John, I am really looking forward to hearing what your experience has been like as an advisor over this last couple of weeks, what you're doing, what your clients are doing, some of the feedback that you're getting from folks out there. You bring quite the perspective to this because it's not only a health conversation for you, but you also, of course, have all of these financial implications and conversations and retirement planning questions that I'm sure are on a lot of people's minds. So looking forward to what you're going to divulge to us today. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy. A lot of my friends uh, are ready to put me in the witness protection program. They're like, man, things must be really tough for you right now. I mean, are your clients just, you know, upset with you? I said, no, we planned for times like this. And my purpose as a holistic retirement advisor is to understand that you're going to have good and bad times, right? I always tell people life is not a fairy tale. You're going to have difficulties. Bad things are going to happen to you in the markets and in life. And and this is one of them. And Walter, I used to say that behavioral finance is, is 50% of what I do nowadays. I, I think I might want to, you know, 
bump that number up to 75, 80, or even 90%, right? <laughs> I mean, things are just crazy right now, both in society and in the market. So I tell people this, I am a planner. And one thing I can plan for with my clients is a down market. My clients invest to how much they're willing to lose, not gain. And I always make reference to Las Vegas because essentially the markets are legalized gambling. I, I mean, in a very granular sense. And how many of you go to Las Vegas and say, I'm going to win $5,000 this weekend? I've got friends that I, I guess had that mindset. And when they weren't winning 5,000, they were losing, they'd go back to the ATM or get their marker and they would just keep on going, keep on going. And they would lose a lot more than they were willing to. Now the positive of it, cause there's always a silver lining. I would always get you know the free rooms the next time we stayed in Vegas because they obviously got some rewards points. But I tell people, you don't go to Vegas with the mindset that I'm going to win five, ten thousand dollars $10,000. You go with the mindset going, it's Vegas. I'm willing to lose this $1,000, right, Walter? You, you have to sit there and, oh, yeah. and think about how much you're willing to lose. So I tell my clients, we invest to how much they're willing to lose, not gain. And think about this. How good did a 15 or 20% gain in the market make you feel last year? I felt good for my clients. I was proud of our investments. But one thing I have learned is you don't get cocky with great returns because as I always tell my clients, the only thing I can guarantee you is that one day you'll lose money. And Walter, it's safe to say we're in that time. Oh, yeah. Right? We're recording this post a 3,000 point drop in the market. The Dow has dropped over 35% from peak to trough. So people enjoy the game. But just as Dalbar has told us over the years, the losses, especially big losses, elicit that fear that robs us of our peace of mind, especially, especially retirees. And folks, I am a planner. I am a holistic retirement planner. I am not a day trader or a stockbroker. I tell people who come into my office all the time that I utilize the experts at Brookstone Capital Management to manage the day-to-day -day of their investments. Retirement planning is essential, and that is my focus. As a matter of fact, I taught a class last week, and I showed the attendees that, and, and this is based on a software example of utilizing all the planning that we talk about on this program, the withdrawal strategies, the tax management strategies, the long-term care protection, the sustainable income stream, that if you actually do proper planning, even if you had the same investment strategies, you will make more money and pay less in taxes over time, and you will have a higher probability of success. Investing is important, but as I've always said, it's only a small portion of the pie. So getting back to the investments, right? And the planning. Planning is essential, and that is my focus. And the folks, our certified financial analysts at Brookstone are unbelievable. I mean, when you walk into a room with a guy like our chief investment officer, Mark DiOrio, you know he is smartest, if not the smartest person in that room. And one thing that the CEO of Brookstone, Dean Zayed, who is an innovator and another brilliant mind, one thing he has always said is it's not about getting those peaks in the markets. It's about avoiding the valleys and really just smoothing out the gains and the losses, being more efficient with your investments, being diversified. 
And as fiduciaries, we believe portfolio construction is the key to reaching long-term goals, not market timing. And proper portfolio construction contemplates all of market history and is designed to calibrate an appropriate balance between market risk and return over time. And this is why we plan and we build diversified portfolios to help our clients reach their long-term goals. Market history is littered with short-term panics while on their way to long-term returns. And short-term volatility, even heightened volatility like now, does not change the long-term returns of the market. And folks, this too will be another data point in market history. The selling does eventually ease up and end, and it will get easier. Just stay the course. So on that topic of staying the course, Mark DiOrio sent out a great piece to advisors, and it showed those who panic and sold off and subsequently missed the 60 best days of investing, missed out on substantial growth during an 18-year period. And he showed a graph that illustrated that if you had $10,000 invested and you missed the 60 best days of investing from 1999-18, that you would have gained $2,144. But if you would have stayed fully invested, your portfolio during that time that captured those 60 best days with the compounding interest, you would have actually gained $29,845. Is that not a remarkable difference, Walter? Big difference. Big difference. Wow. And that is a huge reason why Dalbar has proven time and time again why the typical investor always underperforms the markets because of irrational investment behavior. And for those investors who have a solid plan and stuck to their diversified risk-appropriate portfolio and stayed fully invested, well, they obviously made the right decision. And that's really a lot of the conversations and emails that I've had with my clients. Now, many of you might be listening to this and you're not clients of mine, and you may be saying, oh, that's easy for you to say. You're an investment guy. You need to talk people into this. Folks, I'm human. I have stress and emotions like many of you and, and my clients. I'm invested in the same investments as my clients. I'm losing money too. But as many of my clients have told me, and I agree that I am actually pleased to see that our losses have been within our clients' reason and risk tolerance. And many of my clients have been shocked that they have not lost nearly as much money as they thought they have or as their friends have. Because of course, what are people talking about? The coronavirus and the markets. Now, I'm not going to say that my clients don't have concerns because they do, right? They have concerns about the market, but we have a, we have built a plan to help them stay the course they're on. And I'm proud of the fact that I have not received one panicked client saying, go to cash and you may be listening right now going, okay, that's a little bit dramatic, but folks, it's not. There are plenty of people panicking right now and are going to cash. That's what the markets are proving. So, you know, I want to credit Brookstone and I want to credit all the, the associations that I've been with over the years and, and all the mentors who have managed people through 2008 with success because this is my first time 
I didn't have a securities license in 2008. So this is the first time for me managing, you know, market crisis and the communication I've had with my clients and they understand that, you know, I truly care about their happiness and to hear them say that they feel confident in their plan and that they'll get through this, you know, that makes me feel like at the end of the day that I'm succeeding as the advisor to my clients as a holistic retirement planning advisor. So what I want to do with some of the listeners is I want to share an email with you because it's going to talk about some points that you're not going to hear on the news. And now some of you who are on my email list, whether you're clients or you're, you're a past attendee of a class or you've subscribed off this podcast, you may have heard this, but I think it's important to reiterate a couple of things. And the purpose of this email was not only critical communication, but it was to talk about the economics from unbiased parties. The experts that I get my information from are not pundits. These experts are focusing solely on economic and market trends, not whether they love or hate Trump. So the main point is behavioral finance is driving this market. And the email goes like this. Behavioral finance studies the effects of psychological, cognitive, emotional, cultural, and social factors on the economic decisions of individuals and institutions and how those decisions vary from those implied by classical theory. In short, the investor irrationality is often based on two emotions, fear and greed. I think it's safe to say that fear is upon us, the markets, and our society. The markets are plummeting, and people are buying lifetime supplies of toilet paper. The week before last, I sent out my first email telling you not to panic. I remained steadfast with that advice. As luck would have it, I had multiple client reviews last week, and to our client's surprise, their losses were not nearly as bad as they thought. Why? Because during our planning phase, we prepared for times like these. We had them diversified amongst risk and asset classes invested over multiple time horizons, and most importantly, invested to how much loss they can tolerate. I always make it a point to tell my retiree clients two things. Number one, my job as your retirement advisor is not to make you rich, but to protect as much of your principal as possible and safely grow your money. Number two, one thing that I can guarantee you is, at some point in time, you will lose money. That is how the markets work. With that, No one knows with any real certainty how much or for how long the coronavirus will impact the U.S. economy. What we do know is that it has and will continue to have an impact. We can't escape the coronavirus coverage. It's in our face 24-7. The media hysteria has overshadowed what has been positive economic data over recent weeks. The U.S. economy was in good shape before this hit. Non-farm payrolls grew by a very strong 273,000 in January and another 273,000 in February. The unemployment rate was 3.5% in February, and the initial claims for the jobless benefits were 216,000 in the last week of February. Retail sales in January were up 4.4% versus a year ago. Sales of cars and light trucks were up 1.9% from a year ago, and were above the fourth quarter average. Housing starts have been particularly strong lately, coming in at an average annual pace of 1.597 million in December and January, the fastest pace for any two-month period since 2006. 
Yes, part of the surge in home building was due to good weather. The ISM manufacturing index slipped to 50.1 in February from 50.9 the month before, but a level above 50 still suggests growth in factory activity nationwide. And the ISM non-manufacturing index, which measures a much larger share of the economy, rose to 57.3% in February, signal and strength. Before the coronavirus hit, the estimated odds of a recession in the next 12 months were about 10%. Now, analysts say they're around 20%. Higher, but not high. There is no precedent for the social media panic regarding the flu. Either way, here's a simple rule of thumb. If the unemployment rate goes up 0.4 percentage points or more compared to where it was three months prior, then the U.S. is probably in a recession. Otherwise, it's probably not. And the jobless rate was 3.5% in December, so unless it goes above 3.9%, the economy is still growing. Another rule of thumb, wash your hands. While the market is showing signs of panic, the smart money or the big money is actually gaining confidence. At the beginning of the year, smart money had little confidence in the market because of short-term valuations. However, with recent market declines, the smart money is becoming more bullish on the future returns of the market. The bottom line is that we've had severe flus before without a recession, and when we did have a downturn, the economy bounced back. Your retirement is a long-term strategy. Stay the course you planned for. And that was the email we sent out. Now, like we said, we're recording this after yet another dramatic loss in the market, a 3,000-point drop in the Dow. And I do think things are going to be rough ahead. And I want to give you some interesting thoughts about what I've read and heard, not from the mainstream media, because I'm going to get a little bit off topic here for a second. I believe that, I mean, today's media is, they're just not trustworthy. And, you know, our mainstream media is essentially controlled by six people or corporations who have their own agendas. And I believe there is a lot of fear mongering going on. And I want to give you what I feel are some very, thought-provoking opinions based on what I've heard from unbiased economic experts who have also interviewed unbiased disease control experts. So I read that email because I wanted to share with you the economics before this. And the economics were simply put, we've had a good economy before this. And many people will believe it'll bounce back. Kiplinger had an article last week that so said Goldman Sachs believes that the market, the S&P 500, will bounce back up to 3,200 by the end of the year. And I agree with many of the analysts. I believe we will get beyond this and we will be bouncing back up to market highs again. That's my belief. No one has a crystal ball. Let me just, you know, state that. I also agree that with some economists, and I'm not a, that I'm not a huge fan of the Fed dropping rates as low as they have. I'm not a big fan of a bailout situation or increasing entitlements with a broad brush. I think as a nation, we need to sit back and make calculated decisions. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't provide some sort of relief to people that need it. But I want our government to really start stepping up to the plate and doing things smarter. I think that if relief is needed, it should be done as a needed basis. Let's not forget our country is near $24 trillion in debt. We don't have the luxury of continuing to frivolously 
waste money. And folks, whether it's a, a bailout in 2008 or a bailout now, nothing is free. We will, as a nation and as taxpayers, pay for this. Now, as for the Wuhan coronavirus, some interesting statements from doctors on some of these financial webcasts I've heard about the mortality rates in China. Um, obviously, their mortality rates are higher than the rest of the world with this virus. And a couple of interesting points that I want to share with you. China is an aging population. So right off the bat, they are more susceptible to the coronavirus. And our government officials have said that even if you're over the age of 70, you can contract the coronavirus, but don't panic. It's not a death sentence. You can recover from this. As a matter of fact, I think they just had um, the first person on, on the news saying that they actually contracted the coronavirus and recovered from it. What they say is the people most at risk are for those over age 70 who have underlying health problems, which takes us back to China. Many of the aging Chinese population are heavy smokers and thus have underlying lung conditions, which could lead to the reason for higher death tolls. Now, folks, I'm not all of a sudden Dr. John, and I didn't even stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. I just want to share some opinions of health experts who are not on national TV, that they're giving opinions on economic and financial webcasts. And even last week, famed economist and Nobel Emeritus Professor Robert Schiller stated to CNBC that what we have now is really two epidemics. We have an epidemic of the coronavirus, but we also have an epidemic of fear based around a narrative that is not necessarily keeping up with scientific reality. Let's take a step back and repeat that. Two epidemics, an epidemic of the coronavirus and an epidemic of fear. And here's, to me, the most striking part around a narrative that is not necessarily keeping up with scientific reality. And then he goes on to say that this narrative has been quite striking. And it's a dangerous time for the stock market. And to me, that is probably the one of the best headlines I've read in the last month. I think it really hits to the core point of what we're experiencing as a nation. So what is the Wuhan coronavirus? Well, what from what I've heard from medical experts, it's a different strain of the flu, right? This strain apparently makes older people with underlying health risks more susceptible to risk of death. Now, our current flu over the years has killed thousands of people every year. And the H1N1 virus in 2009 was another strain of the flu that actually killed over 1,100 children. So let me ask this thought-provoking question. And Walter, at the same time, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat. Is that okay? Go for it. Deep the, in my bunker? <laughs> you're already. I was going to say you're already in the bunker. So. Yeah, I'm already in the bunker. Um, I got my hat on. I'm wrapped in, in toilet paper. Why all the pandemonium? That, that's what, you know, I always tell my clients one of the most important questions is why. And I just, I can't help Walter, but sit back and say, why all the pandemonium? I mean, folks, we are looking at a complete societal and government shutdown for 15 days. Walter, do you remember any kind of hysteria like this at any point in your lifetime? No, certainly not to the point of a uh, complete shutdown. I mean, 
remember everybody was getting pretty nervous about the Ebola outbreak a couple of years ago, but you know it, it ended up it doesn't spread as easily as this does or like the, the, the flu type strains of these sicknesses do. So this is definitely the uh, the biggest reaction we've ever had to a pandemic or an issue like this since the you know I guess in a hundred years, right? Yeah, I mean, I just don't remember this kind of hysteria. So I, I, you know, the tinfoil goes, yeah, just ask me if there's something bigger that, you know, we're not being told. I mean, folks, this is going to be a big part of what could be history. I told my wife yesterday, we got back from camping this weekend. We were up in uh, Vail Lake, a beautiful area in Temecula, about 45 minutes north of San Diego. And there were National Guard helicopters flying formations above us. And, you know, my buddy and I and my wife were talking about, I mean, this is, you know, at some point in time, we're going to be looking back at history going, man, I mean, we're living through international travel bans, which they're saying could eventually be moved to intrastate travel bans, right? School closures. Jake's out of school till April 6th. No sporting events, right? No more spring training, Walter. No more spring training. Baseball suspended. A uh, no a, more a, NHL for you. A county near where my uh, folks live. Um, it's like a couple counties over. They have instituted a ban on all visitors. So they they'll be doing checkpoints at all entry points into the county and only allowing residents to go, enter the county and leave the county. But no no visitors will be allowed. So we may see more and more of of that kind of thing happening. Yeah, I mean it's. It's crazy. You know, they always say, oh, you watch too much TV or too many movies. But I mean, gosh, this kind of seems like almost like not as not as crazy as the the outbreak that they had in the movie outbreak. But, you know, where they quarantined off the whole the whole town. I mean, no, no NBA, no NHL, no NASCAR, no golf, no Little League, Walter, no Little League. I just got an email saying that Little League is probably going to be canceled for the year, which bums me out because I've got a ton of Rangers gear now. And my kids were 2-0, and and we had great kids and parents. So it's just a crazy time. Anyways, enough of the tin hat stuff. You know, I, I just believe right now, you know, the markets and society, we're, we're panicked. And we're in a dark time as a nation, right? I think people are truly concerned. Hysteria is upon us. But I think, you know, eventually we'll get back to the light and we'll overcome this as a nation. The U.S. has always been resilient like that. And, folks, I'm not an overly optimist person my wife she's the cloud nine optimist i'm the i'm the realist in the family so i think we will pull out of this you know at points in history we'll just look back and you know we'll say man that was madness in march it was march madness right we there since there is no more march madness we're just gonna we're gonna steal that for the show so enough of the tin hat where do i see this going and my opinions are obviously based on what I've heard from experts, both our chief investment officers and and the economic experts who I've been obsessively listening to for the last two weeks, trying to get as much opinion and data out there. Here's the overwhelming trend that I've seen. All the major, major analysts have the same opinion, and that is that we will continue to experience short-term volatility, especially in the second quarter, folks. The deep and pervasive health measures to stem the spread of coronavirus will have major economic impact on our country, regardless of how widespread or contained this illness is. As a result, some economists are stating that they feel the economy is going to take a huge hit in the second quarter. 
contracting to an annual rate of around 10% with growth rebounding to about 45 to 5% in the second half of 2020 and 2021. That's only one quarter of negative growth, but that will be a negative 10% growth. So it's going to be a doozy. And as I said in that email, um, unfortunately, I, I think people are seeing it right now. Look for the jobless rate to hit 4.5% by the end of the year. I agree with that. But we do believe that it will return back to 3.5% by 2021. Goldman Sachs, again, stated that they believe the markets will tumble even further, but will recover and hopefully close, as they say, at 3,200 by the end of 2020. So in closing, economists state that the coronavirus recession may sound like a reason to sell, but it's not. You do not want to buy and fold. Stocks typically start rising three to six months before a recovery. And many believe that we are close to, if not already, in that window. So those who sell now are likely to regret it. Stay the course. And I want to tell everybody on this call the same thing I told everybody on that email is do not panic. Yes, that may be easy for me to say because if you didn't plan for times like this, then you are panicking. If you didn't understand that investing in retirement was different than investing in your working years and you had way too much exposure to the downside, then yes, you may be panicking and it's going to be hard for you. But going to cash and buying and folding right now is statistically proven to be the worst thing you can do. Moreover, I want everybody to on this podcast to harness the emotions you have right now. Remember them. And when this is all said and done and the dust has cleared and you recovered hopefully all of your losses, you need to take a step back and ask yourself how you felt right now and if you could go through this again. Because folks, this wasn't the first time we've had dramatic market losses and it won't be the last. Not in your lifetime, not in my lifetime. It's going to happen multiple times, folks. So you need to make sure that your portfolio, your entire retirement plan is in line with your values and your risk tolerance, not in line with three market indexes that have little to do with your life. It's about giving you the highest probability of success of making sure you won't outlive your money. That is what this Retire Happy podcast has dedicated ourselves to, what Walter and I constantly plan our shows around. It's never been about the next hot stock tip or the investment or what these pundits say who oftentimes get it wrong. It's about letting you live the life you want in retirement, retiring happy. So that's my take on where we're going. That's what unbiased economic experts feel we're heading. So I hope that maybe gives you a little reason to not panic. Now, my mom always says there's always a silver lining in everything, son. And I tend to agree with her. I, I don't, I don't get, uh, you know, I, I had a, a, I don't understand, you know, the death of, of, of some people like my buddy who is a great person. I don't, I don't understand his death. I can't really find the silver lining in that. 
But let's take a look at some silver linings in regards to the market. Securities are cheap now, right? If if you have some money, you may want to you may want to look to invest. I'm not a big stock guy, especially if you're if you're close to retirement or retiree. I don't believe in stocks for retirees. But maybe in, invest in an index. Maybe a, a month, we'll see. Maybe see how quarter two goes. But sooner rather than later, invest because securities are on sale. If you have non-retirement or non-qualified money and you end up having a capital loss this year, understand that you can carry forward $3,000 of capital losses for the next couple of years until you until you meet that capital loss for this year. So let's say you have you know, $15,000 in, in capital losses this year. You can carry $4,000 in capital loss carry forwards for the next five years. That's, a, that's an advantage, right? That's at least a silver lining. And if you do Roth conversions now or in, this, or in the, the near future is a great time to do Roth conversions. As a matter of fact, I'll be reaching out to my clients here in the next week or two, talking to them about doing Roth conversions. Because a lot of our clients who do do Roth conversions, that money earmarked to be converted in their IRA that is conservatively invested. So they may have only lost a couple percentage points, you know, single digits. But their longer term money, which would have a little bit more loss, that money is more aggressively invested. So what we're going to do is we're going to convert when that money is down the most. And we're going to take advantage of, of buying using our, our money that's, you know, more valuable at this time because it hasn't gone backwards. And we're going to take advantage of that and we're going to buy securities on sale. And last but not least, Walter, how about this? This was a great line that I'm going to steal from a lady that was behind me in Costco the other day. She said, I guess one great thing about this is at least people in this country are now starting to wash their hands. And that is the last silver lining I'll leave you with. <laughs> End it with a little bit of humor, which uh, is is truth. There's truth to that humor for sure. Um, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I think I, one of the funny things I saw was the criticism of folks, you know, all these restaurants and places of business saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna clean more thoroughly now." And it's like, wait, wait, wait have you not been cleaning thoroughly this entire time? <laughs> Why? Why does this have yeah, to be the yeah. thing that inspires I'm gonna wash us? my hand. I'm gonna wash my hands after I go to the bathroom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It makes me feel so much better now that I shake your hands. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I think folks trust the plan. Trust the plan. And uh, history has stated that uh, we've been through this before. We'll get through it. Yeah, it's a great point, John. And. To kind of wrap up, uh, I just have one question for you real quick. If somebody does need assistance, whether it be a client or uh, even if somebody who's not a current client, but now they're th maybe they've been moved to need to get a plan in place based on what's happened to their portfolio and what's happened to the market and all those kinds of things. I mean, you're kind of on uh, you know somewhat of a lockdown at the moment, right? We're all in varying degrees of some sort of lockdown. Are you meeting with folks still face-to-face? -face? Are you going all virtual meeting? I mean, how can somebody get the help from you if they need to? Yeah, I'm still open. My office is still open. However, with that, you know, I'm telling my clients that if you don't feel comfortable coming, I, you know, and, and the whole thing is comfort. If you don't feel comfortable, 
then we can treat it like an out-of-town client and we can do a Zoom conference call. So yeah, I, I've actually had a bunch of new appointments scheduled from referrals and from people who I have not heard from that have gone to my classes six years ago. I all of a sudden I'm getting them saying, Hey, listen, I've I've listened to your podcast, I've read your news, your your emails. I think I need to come talk to you. And so if you don't feel comfortable, yeah, give us a call. We can set up a virtual appointment. We've we've done it for new clients out, out of town, out of state. If you do go see any advisor, as long as you're not going to cash, you're not selling out. Even if at some point in time that advisor properly diversifies you, you know, you're going to still be in the market. Just don't go to cash. So if you're feeling stressed and you need to see an advisor, I mean, that's, you know, that's the value of having a professional in your corner. Well, it's good to know that uh, at least in some businesses, we're able to keep the trains running on time and uh, that, you know, things keep moving forward. I know everybody's just trying to adapt and uh, survive at this point, both from a you know a living standpoint, but also from a financial perspective and a business perspective. So glad to hear that you are not just closing up shop, John. You're there for folks who need the assistance and need the guidance as always, as I expected you to be, but thought it was important to, to double check on that today. Uh, if you've got any questions for John, you want to talk about something that you heard on the show today, want to reach out about getting your own holistic retirement and financial plan do that by getting in touch via the phone, 858-935-6210 is the number. That's 858-935-6210, or go online to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com, and we'll put the information and links that you need to get in touch in the show notes of today's episode. John, appreciate the help. Thanks for the guidance. Stay safe. I know you're washing your hands already, so I won't instruct you to do that. And we'll have another good conversation around the corner. We've got a couple of different topics on the agenda over the next couple of weeks. I'm not going to preview what we're going to be talking about, John, just in case something additionally dramatic comes up in the near future. We'll be able to uh, spring and adjust to it. But we'll continue talking about normal topics and things like that here on the podcast, even though we'll all be, you know, maybe on lockdown in some way, shape, or form for a little while here. But uh, look forward to the next time we talk. Yes, yes. Take care. Be well. All right. You as well, John. Thanks for joining us on today's show. To all of you for listening, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon right back here on the Retire Happy Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Securus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Amarino and guests on this radio show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine and future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.